Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just thank the Lord just for a moment in your own way. Hallelujah. Just thank you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so kind. You've been so gracious, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing us when we were sick, God. Thank you. Thank you for feeding us when we were hungry. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we have so much to thank you for. And if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. But what we have, God, we're going to give you thanks on this day. So, Father, we just thank you for meeting us here in the house of the Lord. We thank you for who you are. And because of who you are, we give you glory. God, we pray that your word will touch our hearts and our minds on today. Cause us to continue to look up and live and to declare the glory of God. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Saints, please. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I've heard it said many times, well, not, well, from time to time, the Lord is in this place. Amen. Evangelist Jones, she closed out power hour. And she, she is so sweet and so powerful, though. So anointed, so loving God so much that God speaks to her that she can speak to others. And she was just sharing from her heart how God, out of all creation, he came down and touched us. He came down and breathed in us the breath of life. We became living souls. That he communes with us. He desires fellowship with us. And he wants us to know him in a deeper way. Time, who would have thought, Sister Janet, that I would have get that I would get to know him this way? Thank you, Lord. So we praise God today. You know, thank God for November 11th. You know, uh, Veterans Day. Uh, we're so grateful for all of those who are serving now, all of those who have served, and those who are thinking about serving those who have given the ultimate sacrifice and so we thank God we were blessed on this past Friday uh, to your family and Jones family Sandy and myself and, uh, to go to the memorial here in Norco and it was so many so many people there so many veterans there uh, the pastor of the church Grace Church in Norco he just really spoke from his heart and ministered that big crowd of people that was there and it, it's just, it was just such a blessing. You know, uh, November 11 carries a, uh, a lot for me. It's my wife's birthday. <laughs> and I've always been off work on her birthday because it's Veterans Day. But I, I, I thank the Lord on Veterans Day. And so today, we just for a few moments, we want to acknowledge all of the veterans and, and family members of veterans. Remembering, remembering uh, and thinking about Brother Joe Herrera. Right now, he's in the hospital. He may be being discharged right now. He broke his he broke his fall. He was falling uh, the other day and broke his arm all up through here, shattered it. And uh, he is the he. You know, we come together every year, and he he put his effort together, and he got all of these hats for Veterans Day, and he always does a memorial. And thank God for Brother Joe, and we thank God for his service to the country. 
And, and so today, in way of a tribute, just want to uh, call out some names today. If you notice behind me, these hats that are set up, we have, now I don't know who put the Air Force up front. But it, 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 was, it was probably yours truly, just by default, you know. But we have, we have uh, various branches of the service uh, noted here today. Even the United States Coast Guard, the Green Hat, the Air Force, the U.S. Marines, and all of these were represented uh, at the uh, tribute on this past Friday. And this one lady, she sung the anthem for each one of these services. So, and then she sung America the Beautiful. About had folks, Brother David just about wiped out. Uh, the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Army. If you don't mind, I just, I, I had queried uh, the saints and I got some feedback of their, different of the ones, different loved ones who were in the military. And we just, uh, because when someone goes to the military, the family just kind of goes with them concerned about them, praying for them by day and by night. And so I'm just going to start off with a list that I have compiled of information that I got. Uh, Brother Tyrone Bernard, Mr. Energizer, Bunny Rabbit. His dad, Samuel Bernard Sr., was in the Army. Tyrone's brother, Samuel Bernard Jr., was in the Army. Uh, Brother Tyrone's daughter, Kiana Heath, she was in the Navy. And she served well. Brother Esau Crotch. We are so excited about Esau. Esau, the Lord has brought that man from such a mighty long way. Some of y'all remember Brother Esau's story. And now he's married and now he's working and now he still have the church on his heart and on his mind. Have a new wife and the man is head over heels in love. But his father-in-law, who's now deceased, Johnny V. McClish, he was in the army. Thank God for him. Uh, Sister Christy Estrada, my good friend, the sweetest lady in Yoruba Valley. Her dad, my friend, uh, Mr. Robert Crawford, retired from the Air Force. He's, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but always in our hearts. And I treasure the times that I had to spend with him. We had a lot in common. Not only did we have Jesus in common, but we had the Air Force in common. And I praise God for that. It's such a blessing. Uh, yeah, such a blessing. Uh, Brother Mark, we're praying for Brother Mark and Mama Sonia. Uh, Brother Mark's dad, Robert Harrison, was in the Air Force. His grandfather, Ronald Lewis, was in the Army. His uncle, George Harrison, was in the Marines. His uncle, Bill Kester, was in the Air Force. Joe Herrera, I mentioned him already, but not only was Brother Joe in the Army, and he jumped out of airplanes. There was nothing wrong with him. He's a paratrooper. He, he was special ops. And even now, his body uh, shows signs of his service to his country. But his sister, Luis Herrera, I'm trying to make sure I got it. Luis Herrera, she was in the Navy. His dad, Joseph Sr., was in the Navy. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, he was in the Navy. Uh, Brother Warren Jones, Pastor Jones, that teaching, preaching man who loved God and loved God's people. His brother, 
Philip Jones was in the army. And Brother Jones' sister, Deborah Williams, was in the Air Force. Hoo-wah. Warren Jones' sister-in-law, Amelia, sweetest little lady you ever want to meet. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying his sister, but, you know, I call, I call Maria's sister Warren. But anyway, <laughs> so Maria, Maria's sister, Amelia, sweetest little lady you ever want to meet. She did, was it 19 years? How many, how many 19 years? She's been in the Air Force, and she has stories to tell. <laughs> and we thank God for her. She even bought me one of those desert Air Force hats. I'm like, what? I never had one of these when I was in the service. We thank God for her. <laughs> and Brother Roger Nelson, a good friend of, of the ministry, good friend of all of ours. Uh, he, he was in the Army. Uh, he's yet dealing with uh, Agent Orange. Uh, but also, he recently had a transplant, a kidney transplant, at the same time that uh, Brother Sam did, Sister Jackie's husband, and they're both, I, I want to serve notice, so you both are doing great, and both are giving God the glory. <clears throat> so we thank Brother Roger for his service. Myself, I was in the Air Force. My dad, amen, praise God. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's so much could be said about that, but... Uh, there were so many in my family telling me, what are you doing? What are you, it's war going on. Why are you joining the military? But you know, the Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And it was just something inside of me saying, I need to do this. I need to get away from my surroundings. I need to go. And I messed around and told them, I want to go quick. They was like, okay. I went to the psychiatrist at the, at the induction center. I'm ready for the questions. He said, open your mouth and say, ah. He said, he's good. <laughs> I was out. <laughs> Less than two weeks, I was out. <laughs> I said, okay. Praise God. But it's still paying dividends today. And I thank God for the service. My dad was in the Navy. World War II. His ship, the USS Bush, was sunk. He was KP, Kermit Perry Sr., but he was also doing kitchen patrol. But... <laughs> His story was his his, uh, his ship was sunk. Brother Ben, Brother Tapini, we called him Ben, Tuya, his dad, who's deceased, and his name is Tupini, T-U-P-E-N-I. He was in the Army. And uh, last but not least, my dear friend and brother and the husband of Sister Carolina Velasquez was in the army now I can only imagine how he was in the army if it's anything close to what he was like <laughs> you talking about diligent dedicated insight gifted in so many ways what a blessing and one who not only uh, 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 was a go to man for almost anything you can think of he was a fisher of men there's people today that still give testimony how Pastor Ralph drew close to them. Brother, brother uh, Larry Stewart, how Ralph pulled close to him, and so many others. And we just thank the Lord. And I just can we just help me and put your hands together and bless the Lord. You know, this is our tribute. 
to veterans on this day. Praise God. Amen. And we're so grateful. So God bless you, saints. I just I felt like we needed to do that. And so let's look at Scripture today. The thought I want to, you know, and the Spirit of the Lord is in this place, but I just want to kind of give us something to chew on today. And my subject is the Lord who goes before us. How many know there's a our God goes before us? Um, we need to understand it's important for us to ask the Lord to go before us. You know, have you ever been in a situation where it hits you after the fact and you say, I sure should have checked with the Lord before, <laughs> before, before I said this, did this, went there. You know, how many times do we say, I should have followed my first mind. You know, you're rushing to work. It's rush hour. And you hear this little voice say, don't go that way today. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Stop, late for work two hours. Boss looking at you crazy, you know. But we have a God who goes before us. You know, Sister Sister Christie, she read, and she didn't cry too much today, singing, I mean, re reading. But but I could just see it welding up in her because God's word hits her right where, right where it feels good, right in her heart. And she was in 1 Samuel, the first chapter, talking about Hannah. Uh, we're going to shoot over to 2 Samuel, the fifth chapter today. Going to take you back to ancient Israel. Going to take you back to a time to where uh, uh, David has now uh, ascended the throne. Uh, a time where, where uh, there was a lot going on. Saul had passed away and come to find out, Pastor Jones, and I'm looking at scripture and in the first part of this chapter, we won't go there today, but it said David began to reign when he was 30 years old. And when we look at the various scriptures, it said that we can almost, we can pretty much ascertain that he was 15 years old when he was anointed to be king. When God had sent Samuel down to Jesse's house to anoint the next king, one of his sons, and, and all of those sons was marched before Samuel. He said, nope, not one of them. The uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. He says, certainly you have a, is there another son? Oh, yeah, I got the little shepherd boy down there, my young, you know, youngest one. Uh, he's down there keeping the sheep. Samuel said, we're not going to sit down. We're not going to do nothing until he comes. And anointed David, king of Israel. But you would think that, hey, cool, great. All of his troubles is over. He have ascended to the throne, and it's all good. But he almost ran from Saul the whole time. Saul, King Saul, the first king of Israel, wanted to uh, destroy him. He was jealous of him. There was uh, those who were singing, uh, Saul has killed his thousand, but David has killed his ten thousand. So, and, and so there was a lot going on. But as we look at this lesson on today, Saul had passed away. And there was turmoil. In Israel, there were some who were yet loyal to Saul, and there was those who were loyal to David. And, and here, this kingdom uh, of God's people were struggling, trying to figure out which direction that they were going to go. And, and so there was a lot going on. But now here, uh, it's been 
uh, it's so much was happening. I, I was looking through this, Pastor Jones. I went back to first, second, third, fourth, Samuel, second Samuel, looking at this. There were people that were murdered uh, because of their stance with standing with David, who had been loyal to Saul, the first king. Uh, there was folks who had one one person who lied and said that, you know, uh, I killed Saul because he asked for, you know, he was suffering so bad. And, and David said, you signed your own death warrant. You know, there was a lot going on. Now, see, this and it was it was a lot going on within in God within Israel. But see, and this is what you know, you can have some family struggles going on and where people are tripping over each other inside of a family but there's still an enemy on the outside that's ready to pounce that's, that's always looking to kill, steal and destroy and so we have to be aware of the whole picture this is why we need the Lord to go before us you know and, and that's something I'm learning more and more you know uh, it's been times where I had to learn you know I never was the sharpest tack in the bucket so there was times where I had to take tests for the job, and there was a few times in my life where I just went on in there with my little knowledge and, you know, I'm going to take this test. Mm, Sometimes it didn't go too good. <laughs> but then as, as the Lord came into my life and, and I began to understand who he was and the power of prayer that he has the best for me, then I got to the point when I go before uh, uh, the committee or I go to sit down and take a test, I pray. I said, Lord, open up my heart, open up my mind, bring thanks to my remembrance, Lord. Help me in this. It was times looking at those electrical formulas, it looking like Chinese arithmetic with a Japanese problem or something. I, I'm like, what is this? And, and I would close my eyes and pray. I'd open up my eyes and it's like, oh, okay. I take the right box, Brother David. And, and the Lord blessed, the Lord blessed. So I'm learning still learning to in order for me to understand the Lord goes before us then I need to make sure that I'm calling upon the name of the Lord in all of these decisions how many of us have to make decisions almost on a daily basis you know there's some things we're looking at but I want to get you to this uh, passage and uh, it's, it's just flow with me here 2 Samuel 5 17 through 25 uh, again uh, uh, David is now have the reigns of all of the kingdom. Israel, Judah, all of them together, and now they under this young 30-year-old king by the name of David. Now, mind you, they've come through the struggles within the house. But remember, the enemy was the Philistines. You know, and, and they, you remember Goliath? You, you know, uh, who, who who, who, who was blowing out threat, uh, selling whoop tickets to the people of God. They was all scared to death, people hiding, ducking and dodging. And, and then this little shepherd boy said, who is this big uncircumcised Philistine giant who defied the people of God? His brother said, <laughs> his brother's like, will you just, what are you doing out here? Will you go back home? He said, no, no. He said, you know what? God has had, had, had came upon me. And I killed a bear who came after my sheep. I killed a lion who came after my sheep. And this big Philistine got to go. And everybody like, whoa. But we know the story <laughs> that he did kill Goliath and chopped off his head with his own sword. That David, right? 
these same Philistines. So let's look at the scripture, verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard that, that they had anointed King David over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. They, they were not searching for him to give him some accolades. Say, oh, man, we're so proud of you. You done made a king. We, we done feel it. No, they were like, where is he at? We want to kill him because he have killed so many of our people. We want to get him. So they knew where he was at. So get this. So they went and the Philistines, the enemy, went to search for David. And David heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. He heard that, you know what, there's trouble. They're looking for me. Uh, you know, and, and he gets down to the stronghold, a place where, where he where he's feels some security. The Philistines, verse 18, also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And that's the place where giants came from back in the day, prior to this time. Folks, that was like 9 and 10 and 11 feet tall. So the Philistines went down there into the valley. And so David, and here, stay with here's where the crux of where I'm going with this today. We need to learn to inquire of the Lord. See, we, you know, uh, uh, the scripture tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge the Lord, and he will give you direction for your path. So Dave, now mind you here, the Philistines, the enemy, the, the, the gangsters, is looking for David. They've heard that he's king now. We'll get him. So David inquired of the Lord. Oh, my God. I can hear him now. Oh, God. My God. My Savior, he inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Isn't that something? He didn't say, I'm the king. I, I, I'll, I'll hit everybody upside the head. I'm, I'm good to go. I got an army behind me. He didn't do that. He said, Lord, should I go up against the Philistines? <clears throat> and not only that, he said, Lord, will you deliver them into my hand? See? And the Lord said to David, that tell me that we, as we're praying and seeking God, we need to be listening to hear what the Lord is going to say to us. You know, it's not a monologue when we're praying. It's a dialogue. After I've given the Lord my laundry list of things, after I've given him praise for who he is, I need to be still. Oh, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me, God? Whatever you say, I'll do. He said, will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, ah, he heard from on high. The Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Can you imagine? See, God is telling him, listen, yes, go up. And yes, I will deliver them into your hand. Can you, now, because anytime you're facing a battle, a war, you, you're not just, oh, like, oh yeah, do, 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 do. I'm just going to go down here and kill me a bunch of Philistines. It's some fear that comes in. You got to get your mind right, you know. Will you? And he said, go up, I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Verse 20, so, so David went to baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. Y'all with me? 
David defeated them there. And he said, watch this, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me. The Lord has broken through my Now, I don't know what that broken through looked like. But I can imagine in my little mind that there was enemies all around them. And they were threatening on what they were going to do. And, and God broke through all of that. He, he broke through, my God, my enemies before me like, like a, listen to this, like a breakthrough of water. It's like you got a wall up here with a big, big uh, 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 flood of water, a swimming pool on the other side. And, and you take and move that barrier out of the way and all the water comes in. That's what the Philistines had to deal with, dealing with the God we serve, who concerned about each and every one of us. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. And, and verse 21, and they left their images, they left their idols, they left all their stuff there. And David and his men carried them away. So we see he inquired of the Lord, and the Lord told him, go ahead. The Lord told him, I would give them into your hand. Everything's going to be all right. See, every situation we come into is not the same. Now, God is the same, but every situation is not the same. And, and so what God did for me yesterday don't mean that's the way he's going to work on me in this situation today. So I need to seek the Lord. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Tell him, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. He, he says, so look, so the enemy don't quit. One of the worst things that believers can do is think that they're going to get a break from the devil. He ain't going to give you no break. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So we need to understand that. Oh, that devil, is, no, no. But my God, see, I don't care what the devil is doing, but look at what my God is doing. Look at the one who even created old Snoopler. Yeah. All right, so verse 22. You ever had trouble just seem like it keep coming? You ever, you, you ever had, have you ever said in your heart and your mind, I can't take no more? You know, and more comes. <laughs> but you're still standing. If this happened again, I don't know what I'm going to do. And it happens. And you're still standing. Because the God we serve, he goes before us. Yes. And so in verse 22, then the Philistines went up at once, they went up once again. Now you would think when God broke through on them, like water from a broken dam, you would think they would say, I'm done. You know what, David, you Israelites, listen, I'm through. The enemy don't act like it. He wants to keep, continue to antagonize you. He wants to destroy you. So, So in verse 22, the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the same valley, in the same place where they got whooped before. They, they say, here we, okay, here we go again. <laughs> what are you thinking? I remember when I was a little kid, I was always just skinny. My friends called me Crossbones. And it was this, this one fella down the street me and his brother was the same age. We was tight, but the older brother, he was kind of crazy. So I'm going by what I've heard people say. Me and him got into a little verbal thing, and like a nut, I said, 
Well, you hit me first. <laughs> and that's almost all I remember. <laughs> I busted my lip, hit me all upside and said, oh, man. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never say that again, you know. I got to get smarter than this. See, but thank God I'm still standing. <laughs> I, I made it through that summer day. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. So, so the Philistines came back. Verse 23, therefore, listen to this. David inquired of the Lord. You think David had already learned something? That he needs to seek God first. God, what, what, what would you have me do? Because see, the enemy can change his tactics. He can come in a different way than he came before. You looking for the enemy to come this way, he coming another way. And so we need to see, God, what should I do in this situation? Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, and he said, and this is what the Lord said, you shall not go up. Now, the first time he said, go up. This time he said, don't go up. He's, but he's giving him instruction. He didn't tell him to just sit there and do nothing. You know, he didn't say, you know, I think it's time for you to have a pity party. You know, and I learned years ago, God don't come to pity parties. He come to prayer meetings. And this is why it's so important for saints to come together in prayer. I'm looking for the time, saints. Y'all pray for me because I'm, I'm seeing some things. We got to get back to praying in the house. Amen. We, there's some things we got to get back to. Praise the Lord. Commercial over. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up, circle around behind them, and come up on them in front of the mulberry trees. <laughs> now, sometimes when God tells you to do something, it don't make sense. The mulberry trees, okay, they get about 15 foot high, about 10 foot wide. Got these real nice black berries all over them, good to eat. And, and God said, Listen, <laughs> just circle behind around them. Come up, up on them in front of the mulberry trees. Okay, got it. Check, check. In verse 24, and it shall be, says the Lord, and it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're going to hear the sound of um, 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 in the top of the trees. Ain't nothing been in them trees but berries. <laughs> but, but God has said, I'm going to go before you. God is telling somebody today, I got this. He said, and it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. Then you, will, you shall advance quickly. He didn't say just drag along. You, now, when you hear the sound of the marching in the trees. The, 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 the host of the God's host, his army. Yeah. See, you, we talking about veterans, eh? we talking about the real commander, yeah. right. the commander-in-chief. See, uh, my God. For then the Lord will go out before you. That's it right there. Then, see, after we have heard from the Lord, after we understood that it's him who's talking to us, it's him who's making the way. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so. Obedience. He did as the Lord had told him to do. Oh, isn't it important that 
says for us to do. He said, so, uh, so he said, David did so as the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer, wherever that is, all in that, in that Jerusalem, Judea area. This blessed me. Two different situations. One go, the other one don't go. But each one of them, the Lord went before. And he'll make a way out of no way for us time and time again. You know, I was looking at this and thinking about this thought. All from Genesis to Revelation, you see God going before his people. He goes before his people. You remember, you remember when uh, you know, uh, uh, Moses had died and, and God told Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Now you go and take these people over into the promised land. God is saying, listen, I'm going to go before you. And sometimes, saints, if we're not careful, we still try to fight these battles by ourselves. We try to fight these battles on our own accord, in our own rationale, in our own thinking. And a lot of times, this stuff is way over our head. So here, Joshua, strong man of God, Moses' successor, with a humongous task in front of him, so much so God had to tell him, listen, only be strong and very courageous. Don't lean to the left or to the right, but walk with me, son. I'll show you. I'll take you, I'll take you over into the promised land. So in Joshua 5, 13 through 15, uh, they, they write at the brink of going into Jericho, going ready to go take the city. I'm sure all of the, 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 the warriors have been polishing up their spears and, and, and sharpening their, their their daggers and polishing up their armor and they and they ready for the fight. See, we need to do all we know how to do, but we still know that we have to trust God in everything. Listen to this. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho. They hadn't entered into Jericho yet, but they were right on the brink of going in. Know it's a battle coming. How many know it's a, there's battles coming our way? Some, how many know that some of us are in a battle right now? Some of us have came out of a battle. We came out with some scars, but we're still standing. He said, and it, took, it will come to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, that means like, wow, watch out, what? He looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us? Or you for our adversaries. He's the man in charge. He's the one who to lead the people. Joshua is to go before the people, but he need to understand that God is going to go before him. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And so he said, No. <laughs> but as commander of the army of the Lord, Wow. Yeah, the, the, the mulberry trees. The, the one who, who Moses uh, uh, saw at the burning bush. Moses, Moses, take the shoes off your feet for the ground you're standing on is holy ground. Woo, I didn't know as saints of God we're standing on holy ground. Thank you, Lord God. And he says, so he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and
can worship nobody and anybody in Israel. No, you don't worship nobody but God. You don't worship angels. You don't worship potentates and kings and priests. We all, worship is only for the God we serve. That's why the song that they sang sometime, may all of my worship and all of my praise flow to you, God. So Joshua understood who the commander of the Lord's army was. Oh, glory. Yeah, yeah. See, see, sometimes you have to get your mind off the problem. The Philistines is the problem, right? In, in this case, those in Jericho is the problem. And, and so he said, but, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped. And he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy ground. And Joshua did so. When we get to our homes, we're standing on holy ground. When the storms of life come roaring in in the midnight hour, get, we, we're standing on holy ground. We're, we're, we're kneeling before God, our maker. We're saying, God, help in the name of Jesus. We humble ourselves before him. He's always gone before us. Remember when Jesus was resurrected? And the soldiers was le left like dead men. <laughs> I mean, their knees were shaking. They, white, they fell out. They just stiff as a board because the angels of the Lord had shown up. And so much had happened. Jesus being crucified, going through a mock trial. Peter denied him. So much was happening. So much fear that was in Israel. But in verse uh, 6 of Mark 16, the angel said to the women that came to the tomb, do not be alarmed. Now, I don't know about you, but if I saw the angel, I'd probably just all my little bones come apart, be laid all out over the ground. <laughs> but if he's, but when the angel speaks, he say, do not be alarmed. Whoop, 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 bones come back together. Okay, I'm ready to hear. Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. The angel is saying, look, I know exactly what has happened to you. And I know you're scared to death. And I know that you don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. And I know that, things that, that, that the disciples' life is not worth 10 cents right now. And, and, but, but listen, listen, he says, uh, he, you looking for Jesus who was crucified? He is risen. Say, what? He's risen? We saw the, the blood running down. We saw his back ripped open. We, we saw him hanging on that cross. And we said, Father, we heard him say, Father, in your hands I commend my spirit. He gave up the ghost. He braved his last breath, and he died. And, and here they are saying, he is risen. We ain't never, we heard about Lazarus coming out of the tomb. We ain't never heard nothing, seen nothing like this. Is there anything too hard for God? He is risen. He is not here. Listen to this. See the place where they laid him. Sometimes we need some evidence. God said, and what God has said to me a lot of times, remember what I've done for you in 1979. Remember what I've done for you in 1981. Remember what I've done for you. And, and, and I begin to think about all that God has done for me, and it helped me, Sister Caroline. It helps me now. 
with what I'm going through now to say God done it before, he'll do it again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know he's going to do it. And I trust him. He said, but go tell the disciples and listen to and Peter. Why Peter? Because Peter had denied the Lord. Peter was trying to save his own neck. He hadn't been empowered with the Holy Spirit. And the, but the God we serve, he know everything about us, and he wants us to get it. He wants us to understand who he is. Go tell my disciples and go tell Peter. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine when it came to Peter's ears that the Lord said, tell you specifically that he's risen. He said, but, but, but go tell the disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee going before you, the Lord who goes before us. We need to keep that in mind. He goes before us. We need to be obedient to his word. We need to stand on his word. He is going before you in the Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Some quick points in this whole thing. We, number one is remember that in the world you don't have to so saints, don't think it's strange when trouble comes our way. We're not the only ones. That don't mean it don't hurt. That don't mean it's not painful. But you know what? We don't sorrow as those that have no hope. We have hope in Christ. So to John 16, in this, Jesus said, in me you have peace. But in this world, you're going to have tribulation. I, I choose peace. I choose peace when I'm sick. I choose peace when I'm talked about. I choose peace because he is the prince of peace, and I need to focus in on him. You're going to have tribulation. You say, but cheer up, son. Cheer up, daughter, for I have overcome the world. How many know Jesus have overcome the world? Yeah. Amen. We, we have hope that's out of this world. We talked about the stars and the cosmos and all that this morning, but guess what? Ooh, hallelujah. There's a place over in glory. Well, there'll be no more crying and no more dying, no more sickness, no more pain. Number two, it is important to ask the Lord to go before us. Yeah. I said it once, I'll say it again. We need to ask the Lord before we make those decisions, before we decide to go here or there. It was a lady we talked to on yesterday. She said, well, I want to move, but I don't know where I'm going. I said, well, you don't need to go nowhere. You, you need to seek the Lord and see what he would have for you to do. Number three, when, when, when he goes before us, we should follow his lead. Do you notice how, how uh, 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 Joshua and how, and, and how uh, uh, David followed God's lead? Don't go. They said, I ain't going. He said, go. I'm going. I want to learn how to walk in lockstep with God. I want to know his voice when I hear it. Number four, don't be surprised when the enemy comes back. Hello. Now I know it would be better to say, guess what? You saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. You ain't got to worry about no trouble coming back your way. No, yes, you do. You're going to have some trouble. It's the, it's the bumps in life that help us climb to the top of the mountain. Number five, God still does the miraculous. He still does the miraculous. And if you don't believe it, get a mirror and whip it out and look at it. And say, woo, yep, he's still doing miracles. <laughs> I'm still trusting him. I'm still loving him. I'm still walking with him. I'm still calling upon him. I'm still waiting on him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Look what you've done. I'm a miracle.
God, standing here. Thank you, Lord. And that's where our blessings come in. Praise the Lord. Come on, Sister Amanda. Let's bless the Lord in this house. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. glad you made that Jesus your choice. I'm glad I made Jesus my choice because I need him. I need him to go before me. 
I need him because he's already there. He's already seen what's ahead. He's already seen how hard this trial that I'm going through is. And he's already there. He's just waiting for you to say, Lord, shall I go or shall I not go? He's waiting for you to make that choice, to make that decision. And when you make that decision, what you're doing is you're deciding to make Jesus your choice. And when he leads the way, you saw what the word of God tells us. He will take you through and he'll lead you to the victory. One day you'll become out of that place that you're in. You'll come out of it and you'll be looking back on it and you'll be saying, wow, look what Jesus did for me. And why does God take us through these things? Because he knows somebody else is coming right behind you who's going to come that same hard path, that same high hill that you just climbed up, and they'll be saying, I need help. Can you help me? And you'll be able to say, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about this man from Galilee. He, he told me all that was going to happen ahead of me, and he took me through. Make Jesus your choice. Amen. What a blessing. I know there's somebody listening right now who has not made that decision, who is struggling, who is at a crossroads. You're facing a red sea. The, 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 the armies of the devil are right behind you. Mountains on both sides. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to turn to. Make Jesus your choice. He's already there. He already sees ahead. He already knows. He's the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God of past, present, future. He's the Lord who is what? The beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's your deliverer today. And if you would say it, I want to make Jesus my choice today. We're going to say a prayer for you this morning, this afternoon, this afternoon now. To make Jesus your choice. Let us all stand this in the house. Let's pray. To make Jesus our choice. Father, this afternoon, oh God, we're so thankful. We're thankful for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word gives us insight. You give us your word to instruct us, to show us by example the men and women of God past and in the past and in the word of God that went through struggles, they went through trials, they went through fights and battles. And we find out that every time, Lord, that they called on you and said first, Lord, shall we go? Or shall we not go? Lord, you are right there. And so, Father, for those that don't know you that way, those that want to know you in a better way, they want to know this God who is a deliverer, who is the Lord of God of heaven's armies. They want to know you in a real way. They want to know you as Savior. They want to know you as healer. They want to know you as provider. They want to know you 
as friend. Oh, God, touch even right now, God. Touch those hearts. Touch those lives, God. Open those eyes. Oh, God, show them in a real way. Show them in a way, Lord, that they've never seen before. You said, call on me and I'll answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. You've never seen before. And you said, Lord, in your word, those that seek me with all their heart, they will find me. And so, Father, we thank you for that opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for that privilege. We thank you for that blessing and for that blessed hope, that blessed assurance that you'll keep your word, that you'll do what you say. Oh, God, open up their eyes that they may see even as Elisha's servant who could not see. And the prophet said, Father, open his eyes that he may be able to see. And when he looked around, he saw all of heaven's angels and camped around and so we realize God that we're not in this alone we have help thank you Lord touch them right now God bless them right now God show them what they need to show be shown show them Lord that you're real you're not just some idea you're not just some concept somebody way out in outer space that doesn't care about us down here on earth but you're a loving God you love us so much all your thoughts, your thoughts toward us are more than the sand on the seashore. So, Father, let them know how you love them today. Thank you, Lord, go before them today. And we thank you for our pastor, and we thank you for the message. We thank you for the power of the message today, a power of salvation. Lord, you came to bear witness of the truth, and you came to save souls. Save today, heal today. Break, bring provision today. Bring peace today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, prepare as we get ready to leave this place and leave this, this, this word, this word of prayer and this word of praise and power and to go before us, even to our various destinations this afternoon, God. Be with us. Give us strength and protection. And God, the the the. The box on the wall in this sanctuary, Lord, where we give. Oh, God, we thank you for blessing it. We thank you for blessing the heart of the giver. We thank you for using it to your glory. And for this day that we have acknowledged our veterans, God, bless them today. Bless those that are, are yet alive, those that can look back and say, I've served my country well. And we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for how you blessed them and how you kept them and how you touched their families today, God. Bless them even right now in a special way. And we thank you, Lord, for making us parts of those of us that haven't even been in the military, but you've given us that privilege of being parts of the army of the Lord. And we march on by faith to the victory in Jesus name we pray thank you lord in the name of jesus we pray thank you lord in jesus name amen amen god bless you praise god